You found us. Welcome to the Holminster Podcast, a church in the centre of Hull. Your place to worship, enjoy, explore and to belong. If you'd like more information in how you can get involved, visit our website at www.hullminster.org. May God take the poverty of my words and transform them by the riches of his grace so that I may speak in his name, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please have a seat. It's a very special joy for me to be here to share worship with you this morning. Thank you very much for your welcome and your hospitality. Because today we are celebrating two years of this wonderful church having been turned into a minster. You look great on it. I'm really glad that two years have gone past because more or less now people have stopped asking me, so what is a minster? I haven't always been crystal clear about what answer I should give to that question, except to say, why don't you go and see? Because so much that's wonderful is happening and unfolding in the continuing life of the Spirit here amongst you. That's a great thing to be celebrating together this morning. But of course, discovering what God is about is an ongoing thing for each one of us and for us as a community, trying to get a better handle on who we are and what we're for takes a lifetime. And here in this place, there are so many opportunities and plenty of challenges. And I know that you're working on all of that together. And my hope is that you personally are also working on in that lifetime's work of discovering who you are and what you are for. Certainly that's what I'm about and expect to be doing that until my last breath. Because in our best selves, we want to be all that God is asking of us. Now, I'm letting you into a secret. Nobody invited me to come today. I just muscled in. It's one of the things you can do when you're a bishop. I thought, oh yes, May, how marvellous. Let's go and celebrate. And uh, Neil is far too gracious to say, well, no, it's not very convenient. There were other people on the rota. And then, to my surprise, and I couldn't have planned this better if I had tried, I discovered that today, all around the country, indeed all around the world, it is Vocations Sunday. Isn't that marvellous? You do just sometimes feel that the Spirit of God is ahead of you. What a marvellous thing to have as the focus of our attention on this special Sunday for you as a community and for each one of us. Vocation. A posh word for that business of trying to discover who we are and what we're for. 
One of the many blessings in my life is that I have a really gorgeous sister. She's my younger sister, she's called Jan. She's a very practical woman, uh, she's got her feet on the ground, and I've always felt a bit sorry for her in the family because our parents, when they were alive, had the sort of lives and work where you could properly call that, well, that's a vocation, they were medical people. And then Jan's big sister goes and turns all religious, and uh, gets called into ordained ministry. Now, Jan, she really would be fed up with me if she knew I was talking about her this morning. Jan would say to you, if she was standing here, that she does not have a vocation. She just works. It's one of the many reasons I love her. Because actually, vocation is just a fancy word which makes it all sound rather grand and special and belong to special kinds of people, church communities or people who get ordained. But actually all we're talking about for every single one of us is discovering who we are and what we are for in God's purposes. And Jan has got one of those journeys of discovery just as every single one of us has. Who are we then? What are we for, O you Hullminster? What is our unique contribution in this world? Every single one of us here this morning has a unique contribution to make, gifts to share, insights, uh, your sense of humour. There's never been another one of you and there never will be again. You have a unique unique contribution. But actually, when I was preparing this sermon, I thought that even that sounded a bit grand, unique contribution. I think if Jan was standing next to me, she would say, actually, do you know, I just get on with stuff. I just do it, and I try to help out. That's a unique contribution. That's what we're all for, seven days a week, wherever we find ourselves. I want to introduce you to a remarkable woman. Her name's Tabitha. You've just heard some of her story in the first of our readings this morning. We don't actually know a great deal about her. We know that if her name was spoken in Greek, it would be Dorcas. But we don't know what size she was, what age she was. We don't know much about her, except that we do know that the community around her was absolutely devastated when she died. She had obviously played a really significant part. Her unique contribution was very practical. She made things. She made robes and tunics. I think she'd have fitted in really well in the craft group here. That's how she offered her specialness. She showed love by what she did. 
and people were blessed by that. But let's listen a little bit more deeply to her story. We do know about her that her special connection was with the widows. Her contribution was in care for the poor. The widows all gathered round when she died. Now, in that time, widows were very, very vulnerable in society and might well have been thought of as the poor because they no longer had somebody to protect them. That was just the kind of the way it was. So Tabitha had made her special contribution, her practical gift in making a real difference in their lives. But all good things come to an end, and now she cannot do anything more because she is dead. She can do nothing more? Are you sure? Were you listening to the reading? Tabitha's story is told all round the world and every, in every generation. Because what happened next, through Peter's prayer, showed God's glory and demonstrated his purpose as she was brought back to life. And that's part of what you and I are for. It's part of what the, the minster is for, to show God's purpose and his glory, to be used for his purpose and his glory. That's a great contribution to make. And actually, I think that's one way of understanding Jesus's own, own vocation, his unique contribution, which was to be used for God's purpose and his glory. In John's Gospel, where our Gospel reading came from, that's often referred to Jesus's sense of him, his, his life being about doing what the Father wants so that the Father's glory might be known. And isn't it interesting that in our gospel reading this morning, Jesus also focuses on the practical things that he had been doing. The works I do in my Father's name, he says. Now, I don't think for a moment that he was a maker of tunics and robes, but his works were practical. They were miracles of healing, of changing lives, of turning water into wine. His unique contribution, which made a difference to everybody who came into contact with him. What a wonderful thing. What a unique contribution. So my question to us this morning is, do you want to be in on this? to find out what it is about you, both personally and as in a community, that will make a difference, that will be your unique contribution in the world. I'm really hoping that your answer sitting there this morning is yes. Yes, we do. You look a bit solemn, I have to say. Nobody's jumping from their seats to say, yes, no, that's what I want to do. But I think in the quietness, that's my hope, 
or that that's where you're moving towards? And if there is a yes hidden away in there, then Jesus will help us with his advice. And actually, in my own experience, I don't know about in yours, I have always been helped by other people coming alongside me and helping me work out what it is I'm for and what my unique contribution might be. I wouldn't be able to be here today. I wouldn't be a Christian. I certainly wouldn't be trying to be obedient to what God's asking of me day by day if I hadn't been blessed by people's good advice. So I want to give you as a present this morning on this great anniversary of minster making, I want to give you a present that comes from Jesus's words that we heard this morning. We heard them in verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice, Jesus says, or hear my voice is another translation. I know them and they follow me. That is the best advice you could possibly have in this journey of discovering what we're for, what we're about, what we can contribute. Listen. Listen for the voice of Jesus himself. Listen to it as you hear scripture read. Listen to it as you pray. Listen in the silence. Listen when you're out and about in your daily lives because you'll hear his voice. You may hear it in the voice of somebody else who offers you a word of encouragement or love or good, good advice. Listen to hear what he is saying to you. And then the second thing, he says to us, I know them. I know you. Sometimes we can feel a bit lost off or as though we've been forgotten. Hear again Jesus' voice. I know you. I know you. And that knowing is a two-way thing. He knows us, which allows us to know him. And that's the best community to be a part of. And then his third advice is this, follow me. There's no one better to follow because he will lead us all personally and as a community in the best way because he'll lead us always back to the Father so that we'll know that we are known and loved and valued and have a unique contribution to make. So hang on to that word, those words of Jesus. Listen for his voice. Know that you are known in all circumstances and follow him. That's the foundation for our own lives. It's the foundation for your journey of discovery as a minster. Hear and do them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to one of our sermons. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, then follow us on social media or visit our website, www.holminster.org.